Hi guys, welcome back to Hey. I <laughs> welcome back to want to talk about it. Um, the Impersonus podcast. Can episode, I say hi now? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> episode two. Let's go. Episode two. Hey, we're on a two-week streak. Guys, look okay. at that. Hey, listen. We said that we were going to record in the day next time. And we meant to. It, but guess what? The plan was to record in the day. But guess what? It's one in the past morning midnight. and past midnight, close close to one. And we're just we're 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 getting straight into it. We just were so we were so excited. We couldn't wait. We're so antsy to do more. This week we are kind of going to give you guys a little bit more about ourselves and specifically about our friendship with each other because last week it was something we kind of touched on kind of gave like a little bit of backstory but I think we had other things we kind of wanted to talk about that episode and so today we just kind of wanted to give you guys like the rundown (laughs) yeah last week we just kind of wanted to be like hey welcome to the pod (laughs) like just a little bit of like an intro but like we're gonna we're gonna dig deep today okay we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get to the nitty-gritty of it all also I want to say last week so what I when I listened to the audio back I realized that Persis that I realized like Persia sounds great I do not I promise that by next week I will have a better sound system set up because I really do sound bad like the audio is bad (laughs) so I apologize we're just gonna we're going to roll with it for the week. It it will get better. We're going to figure it out. We're just, we're a little new to the podcasting world. So it's literally episode. we're long distance too. So we're just going to figure out how to make this work better. We can only do time. so much. Also guys, I'm eating a Twix. So like that was important to note. I'm drinking a Coke. So if you hear. I'm the- also drinking Coke. Are you really? I am. Come. Twins. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we get too in deep of it, okay, we said that we were going to start, we were going to have structure in our podcasts. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to start with our weekly recap. Loka, spill the beans. How has your week been? Well, um, what happened in my week? Um, I've been working a lot, which is good. I'm making Where do you work, money. Loka? Oh, my God. Funny you should ask. Can you give us, can you give us the address? Yeah, it's actually where you live. <laughs> <laughs> no, I work at a theater by my school, a little community theater. And Isn't that I, so cool? That's I like straight out of a movie type, like it really town, is. Like works at the local community theater type vibe. No, like today I sat at a desk all day and like did secretary work. It was so official. Like you're I, so cool. It's like, so you have like a big girl job. I know I do have a big girl job, and I'm getting paid that big girl money. That $15 an hour, oh. let's go. Oh my gosh, that was so much better than our Stop. $7.25 at our job. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was getting eight. Guys. What are you reading me? We're, okay, uh, I was getting eight too. We're going to talk funny. about this later on in the episode. We'll, we'll, you'll understand that reference later. But um, yeah, we love getting paid well yeah, right. for minimal work. That's yeah, great. So, so I've been working a lot um I had rehearsal and I'm in a production of sound and music right now so I had rehearsal that's kind of all I've been I haven't had class yet all my classes have been canceled so far my teachers have been like so 
They said they said psych. Yeah, like in the message, like they were all like psych. Oh. Period. I see. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that makes Persia, sense. Persia, what's what's been up with your week? I'm trying to think. Well, okay, it hasn't technically been like a full week since we recorded. It has literally been four days. It's been four days. <laughs> Not even. So we're like, my updates aren't going to be as like, we're not going to have great updates for you, but we're, we'll, 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 be, we'll be more regular. That's fine. But the last week I had some week, I mentioned last episode. I don't know if y'all remember, but I mentioned that I was in an acapella group. And so last week, it's crazy the way that the timing worked out because, um, Every week in October, I had either a test or an, or an essay due or like a midterm or like some big something every week in in October. And then I had one week where I had nothing due. And then every week until November is over and classes are over, I have something, an exam, a paper, an essay or whatever. And within that one week, it was some week where the concert was Friday and Saturday and we had rehearsal like every day. It was going to like 11, 12, sometimes even one in the morning. Like we were going hard on that and we had rehearsals like every day. So last week, my entire life was just revolved around Psalm week and like rehearsing and all the stress and crazy with that. And then just like trying to rest because it was tiring. Um, But yeah, after we talked last, I had the concert, we had the concerts and that was so fun. I loved it. But now we're we're having we're having a little bit of a song break and I'm trying to like re-merge back into a school is the what's happening now. So that's all that's up with me. Well, that I mean, like we said, it's only been like it's been like four days. It was like the weekend. Yeah. That was it. That's all that's happened since we recorded last. So we don't really have much to say. But um yeah, why don't we why don't we just dive right into it? I know I said we were like going to talk about like our friendship, but we, th- we wanted to start with something a little bit different. So Persia, what have you prepared for us? Okay, guys. So last week I didn't do my homework and that was really sad. So this week I figured out our icebreaker and we were talking about how like we're still getting a little bit into all of the like intro stuff of the podcast and like we want you guys to know us a little better as people and stuff so then we were talking about like our personality tests and like the big three like the um Myers-Briggs the Enneagram and the love language test and so before we started recording, we took these three tests and we did not tell each other our updated results. We haven't had this conversation in a long time, actually. Yeah. Um. And so now we're going to talk about it live in person. We're going to talk about our Myers-Briggs test, our love language test, and then our Enneagram test. Well, so I which think, one do you want to talk about first? I think we should talk about our love language because I feel like the other two have potential to be like lengthier conversations whereas the love language like there's a lot to say about it but like not really you know okay let's do it so I think we should start with love language okay so the way the, the love language like specifically told us like the order of our love languages like the percentages of how much they like apply to us out of 100 so um we have like the order here so which mine my I have a number one and then my no- I tied for second and I tied for third 
I have a number one and then I have a number two and then my third and fourth are the same and then my fifth is like oh really no like, like I have two 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 does that make sense two duplicates yeah it does it does make sense anyway okay so, so you want to start from the bottom and then we can go up yeah my bottom one was receiving gifts mine too slay mine too and I mean I think the hard part about love languages it's like if you were to give me a gift like I would feel loved I would really appreciate it yeah but like I don't know that there's any of these that I wouldn't feel loved by to preface but this is just the order of like what is best versus worse for me like a lot of these things are things you have to do in order for me to know you love me you don't have to give me gifts for me to know that you love me right right exactly and like I feel loved by it but like there are other things in the love language tests that if you were to do for me, I'd feel more loved than if you got me a present. Yeah. What was your next one? My next one was, my second to last one was acts of service. Oh my God, are there, they're literally going to be the same. Like, are, no, they're are, not. No, they're not. Okay. Yeah. Mine was acts of service. I don't know. I feel like I'm just very much like self-sufficient. So I don't really need you to do things for me. I I'd think rather do them myself. I, I actually agree. I think that, again, it's a thing of, like, I would feel loved, but also, like, I don't necessarily need it. Like, I can do things on my own, you know? Yeah. Okay, this is where we're going to start differing. I know we are. This one kind of surprised me. What's yours? I thought it would be higher. Words of affirmation? Minus physical touch. I thought words of affirmation was going to be my number two because I, I rely so much on it, I feel like. I'm surprised because I feel like that's something that's really important to me. Like, I feel like I'm not because I think on a scale, I would expect it to be number two, though, for you. That's what I'm saying, because I feel like I am such a second guesser. Like, I I, I question how people think about me. And so I really I really need words of affirmation in order to, like, know where your head's at. I feel you. Honestly, I also thought that physical touch would be higher because I did not realize how much I loved fit like physical touch until I came to college and I think it's because my my family is not physical touch people with me neither is mine my sisters are physical touch like they love physical touch with their friends and like with their significant others but with me I think they just like don't like my hugs which make me really sad because I think I'm a great hugger okay I really just I do but that's fine I'm okay that's okay but like so the people in Psalm are all physical touch people. Like, they're all physical. Like, I get hugs on the daily from them, and I, like, love it. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. That part of me is really drawn out there. So I think that physical touch is actually, like, I think that that's higher on my list than it says here. But the next one, I mean, what do you think my next one is? I mean, come on. Quality time. Yeah. Yeah, my next one is quality time as well. I think quality time... Like, I do agree it's in my top three. I don't argue that. I just don't know that it's higher than physical touch for me. Um, But I do think that I really do value, like, time with people that I care about. Like, if I'm, like, if you're one of my people, like, I want to spend, I think we we say this, but we talk, like, every day. I I mean, I, I think that, like, that's one of the driving things behind us. It's one of my biggest things for sure, I think. Now that I'm getting closer to some of my friends here, I'm seeing quality time be clearer in those friendships. But even with my like long distance friendships that I grew up with, I will still spend hours on the phone with you. Like, and that's just how I, 
I wasn't. I I don't think I wasn't that way until I got to college. I was very much like a let's not talk on the phone. Like I'd rather see you. You really weren't, which is why I wasn't sure how this was gonna happen. You do, but also like your entire community is in NC. Yeah, I mean I can't really help it. (laughs) Right. You've gotten better. Yeah, I know. Look at me. Step it up. Patio. So basically everything is the same except for our first and third are switched. Yeah. So my first one was physical touch, which I was expecting. I knew that. I'm aware. I feel it. And I think it, I think it it would surprise a lot of people because it's just, it's so different. Like with my relationships with different people, they're just so different and they see different sides of me, but I, I've always known that like my number one is physical touch. I think it, it could be a whole nother episode in my opinions about physical touch in my friendships because there's a reason why certain friendships of mine aren't that way. But I think in new, in the new relationships I've kind of had in my life, it's been very touch. Not that sounds so weird. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I think. So mine is words of affirmation. And I don't think anyone who knows me is surprised by that because that's very much how I show love. But the reason that this test is interesting, and I think we can both agree on this. I don't necessarily know that this is, all encompassing, compensing, compassing, mm-hmm. because compassing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've come to realize that I think that I show love through words of affirmation, but I think that I receive love through physical touch. <clears throat> I don't know, and I can't explain that. I think it. I think it really depends on the friendship with me, or the relationship. You know what? You know what? Forget everything I said. I think that words of affirmation and physical touch are my top two personally. And I think that they're very tied. I show you I love you by validating you, by being there for you, by talking to you. Like I will be your number one hyperl. I'm fully aware of that. I would definitely say that I really do like appreciate and need to hear words of affirmation sometimes. Um yeah. But, but I would probably say that my my order, I wouldn't say it's accurate to this. I would say that it's words of affirmation, then physical touch, then quality time, then acts of service, then gifts, I think is my order. Wait, what were your percentages? What is this out of? Is it out of 100? Out of 100, babe. So my receiving gifts and my acts of service were both 7%. And then my quality time and my words of affirmation were both 23%. And then my physical touch was 40%. Mine is out of 19. 19? Which is weird. Oh, sorry. Oh, 99. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, because my words of affirmation, it's my words of affirmation is 32%. It's that it's one quality time is 29. It's the 1% of me that can't make up its mind. Words of affirmation is, yeah, that's right, very accurate to me. Words of affirmation is 32%. Quality time is 29. Physical touch is 19. Access service is 19. Gifts is zero. <laughs> Your gift was zero? It was 0%. Oh I think it's God. just the, the way that the test functions is that it asks you what you'd prefer. And I wouldn't prefer gifts over anything. Well, the one question it was like, I appreciate when people remember small, like special moments with gifts. I clicked that. See, that's why like people are complex and all of these are applied, but it's interesting to see how it lines up. This is too much on one test. Okay, next. We can move on. Let's do you want to do Enneagram or Myers Brit? Um, let's do Enneagram. Okay. What was your I'm a type two and I'm not surprised. 
in any way, shape, or form? Mine changed because I really? used to be, I used to be a type one. Now I'm a type six. I'm a type six, 98%, but I'm a type one, 96%. So it like barely switched. But I used to be a type two wing three, but my type two is 98%. Type four is 94%. So my top three are two, four, and six are my top three. Minor. Can you be a two wing four? That's not, that's the whole point is that you're we're supposed to be next to each other, aren't they? I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what it means. I, I've looked up, I've looked up what being a six. Mine is type two. And I knew this wasn't going to change. Like, I absolutely knew it. I was going to be the same. I knew that. Type two by a long shot. Um, oh my God. Type Prince Harry for type six. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> type two is the helper. Uh, generous, demonstrative, people pleasing, and possessive. I can be clingy, but I don't know if I'm possessive. Read your type brief. I feel like that's a really good description. And then, because it, it goes to your basic fear, basic desire, and then okay. key motivation. So I feel like it's good. Um, you want to go first or me too? You can go first. Okay. It says, twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They're friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing. <clears throat> <clears throat> but can also be sentimental flattering and people pleasing they're well-meaning and driven to be close to others but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed Hmm. moment of silence for that (laughs) they typically have problems with possessiveness and with acknowledging their own needs as at their best they're unselfish and altruistic they have unconditional love for others Basic fear, being unwanted or unworthy of being loved. That is very accurate, I would say, actually. It's kind of s- sad. That's really sad, but that's true. A basic desire is to, to feel loved. That's also very true. I'm a simple gal. See, I feel like I I feel like I relate more to that than I do to six. Key uh, motivation, wants to be loved, to express their feelings for others, to be needed and appreciated, to get others to respond to them, to vindicate their claims about themselves. I think that the thing about, I think it does too. The thing about twos is that they're constantly helping other people. Like they're constantly self-sacrificing for people. And like, that's one of the biggest like pushes with that, which is me. Yeah. Even in the unhealthy things is like the seeking validation of my worth through other people. And like, the unhealthy things of like people pleasing and like all this stuff I'm Enneagram too okay so I agree with my type one my I, I I don't agree with six I don't feel like I'm a six it says sixes are reliable hardworking, responsible and trust trustworthy they're excellent troubleshooters they foresee problems and foster cooperation but can also become defensive evasive and anxious running on stress while complaining about it they can be cautious and indecisive, but also reactive, defiant, and rebellious. They typically have problems with self-doubt and suspicion. At their best, they are internally stable and self-reliant, courageously champion- championing themselves and others. Their basic fear is of being without support and guidance. And their basic desire is to have security and support. I don't really agree with that. Because I let me just read you... Um, let me read you my the three, my type three, which was my my third in line. 
Threes are self-assured, attractive. Okay, hold on. I didn't read that part. <laughs> threes are self-assured. I'm going to skip over that. Threes are self-assured and charming, ambitious, competent, and energetic. They can also be static, conscious, and highly driven for advancement. They're, they are diplomatic and poised, but can also be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. They typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. At their best, they are self-accepting, authentic, and everything they seem to be role models who inspire others. Their basic fears of being worthless and their basic desires to feel valuable and worthwhile. Yeah. I'm very competitive and I'm very much, I'm not a workaholic because I really, I don't think I've gotten to that point, but I do value like being busy. I think you are a workaholic. We can agree or disagree on that. I think that you, it's not necessarily a a bad thing because in this stage of your life right now, you can be a workaholic and it'd be okay. Yeah. But like, I mean, I, yeah, would, I, I would say that you, I would say that you are one. I need know? to, I need to um, be doing something. That's a workaholic. That's literally what that <laughs> means, actually. That's like very literally what that means. I, I, I would say that you're probably more of a three than you are I don't, a six. Six, I just don't feel like I, I mean, I get like. Honestly, this test is kind of wonk because I really thought that my two-wing three fit. Like, I'm a two-wing three is what I am, and I think that fits really well. So we're just going to keep calm and move on. Next one is our type tests, which, okay, what's yours? Okay, my person, so wait, do I need to, like, read out the letters? Yes. Okay, so my personality type is Defender, and my letters are ISFJ-T. Okay. I don't know. Oh, for context, I've never taken, I've taken all the other tests, but I've never taken this one. So Persia's having to tell me what any of this means. It says defenders are very dedicated and warm protectors, always ready to defend their loved ones. And then my mind, I'm 50% introverted, Um, which I mean, I guess I would agree with. I feel like I fall very in the middle on that. Like, I think I like to think that I'm introverted, but I also get very extroverted at times. I'm 55% observant, 45% intuitive. See, I fall in the middle of so many of these. I'm 52% feeling, 48% thinking, 68% judging, 32% pros- prospecting. Yep, that's accurate. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. Judging individuals are decisive, thorough, and highly organized. They value clarity, predictability, and closure, preparing structure and planning to spontaneity. That's very true, actually. That's very accurate to you. 76, this, I have no clue. 76% turbulent? What does that mean? I don't know what turbulent means, actually. Oh, oh, oh. Tur- turbulent individuals are self-conscious and sensitive to stress. They feel a sense of urgency in their emotions and tend to be success-driven, perfectionistic, and eager to improve. Very accurate. That's true. That's very accurate for you. Very accurate. I don't think any of my tests are accurate. Not <laughs> one of them have come out is- accurate, which is really sad to me. This one is the only one I feel is accurate. The love language one, I mean, I knew physical touch was my number one. Remind me your letters one more time. I-S-F-J-T. I S F J T. I don't know what that means. Okay. We are mostly different. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if this one says I'm an ENFP, but I'm pretty sure I'm an INFP because that was what mine was originally. What does that mean? So the main difference between INFP and ENFP is introverted versus extroverted. And I am both but I'm mostly introverted. Like I enjoy and I really like spending time with people, but I get really burnt out and I need to be alone most of the time. Like 
with strangers, I'm shy at first. Like you really are not going to get to know me unless you like, unless I really get comfortable with you and like actually get to know you, you're, you're not going to see who I am. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I definitely fall more on the introverted side of that. Um, but basically it says that I'm ENFP. I'm, I'm INFP. I'm definitely introverted on that. Okay. My INFP is the med- is mediator. Um, so basically <laughs> they're known for their sensitivity. They have very like emotional responses to music, art, and people. Um, INFPs are very like idealistic and empathetic. They like look for like really deep soulful relationships and they feel really called to help other people. And INFP makes up a really small proportion of the population. And so they often feel like lonely and invisible and like very unappreciated. And like Mm -hmm. one of their biggest things is their gift of empathy. And they're very like tuned emotionally to themselves and other people. Mm -hmm. These mediators are compassionate and non-judgmental always willing to hear another people's story. People will often open up to them and turn to them for comfort and they'll feel honored and listen to help. The troubles of the world weigh heavily on the mediator's shoulders. These personalities can be vulnerable to internalizing other people's negative moods, moods or mindsets. Unless they learn to set boundaries, mediators may feel overwhelmed by just how many wrongs there are that need to be set right. It says, mediators crave opportunities for creative self-expression. Many famous mediators are poets, writers, actors, and artists um interesting strengths and weaknesses mediators are empathetic generous open-minded creative passionate and idealistic weaknesses is that they're unrealistic sometimes um and that they're always like wanting like they they're always think things can be better than they are um self-isolating <clears throat> anyways unfocused <laughs> emotionally vulnerable as in they struggle with setting boundaries for their emotional vulnerability and they can often absorb people's negative moods desperate to please other people and self-critical so (laughs) my thing with these kind of tests is like I never agree with them no matter like I feel like no matter what I get I'm all it's always missing a part of me like I feel like my results were missing the creative part of me I mean I feel like yours is more accurate for you but I think it was also missing like you are very smart like I think it's missing the like logical side of you that is very prevalent oh Thanks. Yeah, I mean, these tests aren't perfect, but they're just interesting. And that's they are interesting, them. but but I just tend to disagree with them because I feel like that, like, the test makes me seem like I'm because I mean, I I feel like if you asked anybody in my life, they would tell you that I'm very artistically driven and very like emotionally driven. Oh, absolutely. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. But I do agree with the test that I'm very self sufficient and I'm very like. You are. You're very internalizing, very much. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, that was our little. That was our little icebreaker segment to conclude. Loka is physical touch, love language. She's. Uh, I don't even know what your. One more time, your your thing. It was I. S F J. Is that what you just said? I have no. I I S F J dash T. Okay, and then she's personality I still think you're personality type one we're gonna go with that yeah and I am a type two INFP words of affirmation slash physical touch type gal that's me so 
hopefully that helps you know us better. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to like actually get into what we want to talk about this week, which is kind of the backstory behind us, how we became friends, like what our friendship has been like. And I think it's something that we really want to talk about because not that our friendship is so unique, but I think the way it kind of happened has been really weird and really special because like Persia and I, like we didn't grow up together. We didn't, we've known each other. I mean, cause we went to high school together. So like we knew of each other. We had a class together freshman year, but like our paths would have never crossed Mm-mm. until theater. And like, we haven't even known each other for two years. Like we're like a, yeah. a half. <laughs> well, no, we're over a year. It's almost two years. So basically, like we went we went to high school together. Um, and we like knew of each other, but we weren't like really friends. Um, not for any specific reason, just kind of because like we were just in different social social circles for a while. It was like that for about a year and a half, and then we went to COVID. And then in COVID, um, Loka had been like, sorry, sorry, sorry. The the reason I made that noise, (laughs) the reason I made that noise was because I'm trying to find when, when Persia initially DM'd me when, after a little one. And in 2019, you, (laughs) you wished me happy birthday the day after my birthday. (gasps) And instead of telling you, I just said, thank you. Oh, that's so awkward. I have no uh, birthdays. I really got a birthday. Oh, wait, no, I did the same thing. I told you I have a birthday a day after yours, too. Later oh, the next good. year. Good, equality. Yeah. Equality, that's And you did the same thing. You just said thank you. Sorry, Oh, keep good. That's so funny. Um, So, yeah, we just, like, ran with very different social circles, I would say, Um, until Loka was, like, involved in theater pretty much most of high school, right? Um, for the most, I mean, I was in theater. I didn't really start getting really involved until my junior year, but I was, I had been in theater. And that was the same thing for me. Like I was in theater classes, but I wasn't like, I think I was too scared to actually try out for anything. And so I didn't until junior year when we were in COVID and I was like, why not? Like, let me just do it. Like, what is the harm? I might as well try. And so I auditioned for little woman and i got cast and okay this was during covid so it was a it was a completely like virtually recorded show which there was no audience we had mics and it was like fully recorded but we had to wear masks it was like a very unique situation i think the show could have been a lot better if it wasn't in the situations it was in but um yeah, there was two casts um, because there were so many of us that auditioned. There was like the main cast and there was the understudies cast and we were both going to do a show. And so um, within the within Little Woman, Loka got cast as the understudy Beth and I got Meg. Uh, the understudy Meg and, I, <laughs> Meg and I got cast as the understudy Beth. And so we ended up being in the same show. Um, and so I DM'd pretty much everybody that had like gotten in. And I was especially nervous about DMing Loka because I'd been wanting to be her friend for the longest time, but I just thought that she didn't like me. And so I finally like I know her. You're because you're intimidating. But I'm I'm really not. 
you're not not that I know you but you were intimidating to me I don't I don't think I am I feel like I'm I don't know but that's a whole other thing (laughs) I think I think it's also a height thing you probably taller people naturally come off taller people naturally come off more confident I think in my mind so yeah I just you were scary and so I didn't really I was scared so but I DM'd you anyway and I told you congratulations and then little woman practices started and we just really bonded and got closer yeah and I think one of the special things about that show is it's such like a familial show that the cast really didn't have any other option but to like become this big family as 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 stupid and cliche and theater kid as that is that's just kind of what happened and so we Mm -hmm. all just grew so close to each other and it was like this big huge family and from there just so many friendships sprouted Mm -hmm. one of those being it is ours us yeah we we all just like really really bonded and I think it was also like the circumstances of our show because it was in the middle of COVID and because like we were I was a virtual student so Little Woman was my one time of like interacting with people so I really valued like wanting to spend that time with my friends and like wanting to like get closer to the people on the show so like slowly Loke and I just started connecting, like, both of us being underclass, like, the understudy juniors, and, like, we just started really connecting, and um, we started hanging out more, and we just, like, realized that we, like, felt really comfortable with each other, and it was just very easy with her, so we just started bonding. And I remember, I remember one of the, like, I don't think I really realized at the time, but looking back, it was like such a moment of where we were trying to like, or like finally kind of like understanding each other. And we talk about this a lot. Persia and I are both avid, avid coffee drinkers. Mm -hmm. One day there's this coffee shop by our, our old house or by like our houses back home that we both actually ended up working at. But at the time, neither Mm -hmm. of us worked there, but we would go with like, we both frequented that shop like all the time. And I had been going, it was before rehearsal and it was like, it was one of the first rehearsals, but Persia and I had been clinging to each other because everybody else kind of clinged to each other and me and Persia were kind of like the outliers. And so we, I was at the coffee shop and I was like, I should probably give Persia, like I should get Persia some coffee. But I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Like she probably already has coffee. Like I'm going to get there and look stupid. Lo and behold, <laughs> I show up to rehearsal and I'm like, Hey, um, I was going to get you coffee, but I wasn't really sure if you'd want any. And she was like, it's okay. I already have some. And I was like, exactly. See, I already know. I already know. And it was like one of those first moments where it was like, that was something we had bonded over. And like, we had, it was just like an early sign of like, I don't like, know. Of course, of, of course we bonded over that. Like when I tell you that we're obsessed, like I have a coffee addiction, like a raging coffee addiction. I'm very self-aware of it. Like, this is just how it is for me. I'm just like, what can I do about it now? Like, I've spent 19 years of life living this life, and I can't change it at this point. This is just how yeah. I am. But it it really bonded us, which was sweet. And then coffee yeah. became, like, a nice little focal point for our friendship for a while. Um, yeah, so we got really close and I think we were pretty close for a while I would but I would say 
this is like little woman happened at the end of junior year so I, we we were like we would hang out over the summer after that and I but I think senior year is when we really really started getting close because I started working at the coffee shop Loka eventually joined working at the coffee shop we were both like the seniors in theater which like is a very bonding was, experience when you I are was vice president of drama club. She was secretary, but we were basically the president mm-hmm. and vice president. We eventually got promoted, <laughs> no shade, but um, that eventually didn't happen. So like we just, and we had, we had theater classes together. Like it was just like an, we had like half our schedule together. We, we worked together. Like we literally spent like all day, every day together. Like we would sit in the park. I remember we would sit in the parking lot after work and just talk for like 30 45 minutes even though we had spent all day together like it was just never like we literally spent every single day together yeah I think like another thing was this this like the summer before senior year where like me you and our friend Rachel like we spent so much time together the three of us like we were kind of like this little trio mm-hmm. and like we all would like write music, sing songs, just get together. Like, I don't know, like we, we just all grew so close and then senior year happened and we grew closer and like Persia and I, like she said, like we just spent all day together. I mean, by choice, it's not, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, like a thing, but like we just spent, we just did, we just spent all day together. And, and it was crazy because it's like, we kind of became known as like, oh, it's Loka and Persia. Like, oh, they're always together. Like by the end of our senior year, we had directed a show together, written a show together, worked at the same job together. All Written two shows. Year. We wrote two shows, technically. We wrote two shows, directed a couple shows. We acted in multiple shows at that point. Like we just like, I don't know, like we just spent all that time together. We never got sick of each other. And like I would give Persia ride. I mean, not give. I mean, we would like ride places together. Like it was just she would give me rides. She would give me <laughs> rides. Guys, I had a little brief period of time where I was struggling with driving, and so Loka knew that, and so she would give me and ride I rides a lot, which is love driving. So kind. It really worked out really well because I was a little driving scared, and she was really, really. She really loves driving. People love so. to drive. But yeah, I mean, so naturally we just kind of gravitated I also think we were both kind of going through transitional places of our life and so we were kind of bonding over that Mm -hmm. because I mean I can't really speak for you but at the time like I had been going through like this kind of awkward period of time with one of my friends and I didn't really know what to do or like like who to turn to and so Persia was kind of there and she helped me like realize a lot of stuff about that relationship that needed to be fixed. And then, I mean, lo and behold, we're here now and me and that person are better than ever. But like, I, I think that like during that time and I mean, (laughs) we can save this for another time, but like, I mean, there was like a boy in my life that I wasn't really sure what to do. And so like, there was just so many new things in my life happening to me that I didn't really know how to handle or what to do about it. And, and like the test proved I'm very, I'm very internal. And so I wasn't really used to having someone tell me to talk it out whether I liked it or not which is good for me so I don't know it was it was just it was good like it I think I think prejudice came into my life at a time where I was like not not lost but just very confused <laughs> like just a very confusing time yeah and I would say for me like when Loka came into my life I think that I 
was kind of discovering my footing a little bit in friendships and like what it was that I really deserved from people and like how I should be treated like like the test said like I am a very all-in person so when you become friends with me like I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to be loyal to, like, no extent. If you call me at three in the morning, I will wake up and, like, leave my dorm room and talk to you on my freezing cold back balcony. Like, I will literally do that for you if you need me. That's just how I am as a person. Um, but a lot of times I found that I wasn't feeling very validated in those. And I was like, it was very one-sided. And I think meeting Loka and, like, seeing the way that she always, like, valued me as a friend and, like, always made me, made me feel very, like, loved and appreciated and cared for. And, like, that was a very, like, big life-changing shift for me and what I've been used to. Um, so I think that and also, like, she came into a period of my life where I was really discovering, like, independence for the first time in many ways. I, because it was COVID for so long, like, I didn't really know what it was like to have, like, your classic teenage experience, but it was, like, around the time that she came into my life, I was discovering new hobbies with, like, theater. I started working for the first time at a job I really actually loved. Like, I love that that job. Like, that was just, I loved that job. It was a great job. I loved Um, that So it was, like, I was having all of these and I was like senior year I was applying to colleges like it was my first step into like thinking about my future and like I was it was a very good growing period of life that she was there for and she was like just always very supportive and like very validating she is one of the people that shaped me into who I am today absolutely and it's crazy to say that because I've only known her for less than two years at this point I mean yeah I think when when I think about that it's weird it's weird to think Mm -hmm. about that it's literally not even been two years I don't know I just feel like like I said she didn't force me to talk about things but it was like I could say anything and it wasn't like embarrassing we would sit in the car after work and we would just talk and during those times I remember I mean countless of those times were times where I was spent upset about something and Persia was there to be like, okay, well, you need to like, tell me, like, talk it out because you know, that's what's going to make you feel better. And I think I just had never really done that before because I'm not a talk it out kind of person. And so I think having someone in my life that was like that was extremely beneficial, whether or not it, you know, the situation that we were talking about ended up good or bad was debatable. But in the moment I was able to kind of get some relief about how I think one of the things about us is that like we very quickly figured out that we found a very safe space with each other like yeah. one of our one of our first conversations like really deep conversations a couple months into us being friends we started like really talking about our pasts and like all of the stuff that came with that we had like a really really deep conversation about like our faith and just like a big conversation about who we are as people we came to realize Loka's extremely validating. She will let me say what I have to say and she will try to understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that she figured out that while we're different in some ways, there are some ways in which we are very alike. We are both very overthinking people. Like we are both very analyzing people. We both care yes. very, very deeply <laughs> and invest very, very deeply in relationships, friendships, whatever. Like we both are just very invested in stuff like that, you know? Like we both like have a tendency to be all in type of people you know so it's like things like this we found really similar 
And the more I grew to know Loka, like the more I started understanding the way that her mind works with stuff. When like, I started seeing like some of the stuff Loka was going through, I, I noticed that she was just the type of person that like didn't want to make a big deal about it. So she would just kind of keep it all in her head because she didn't want to bother anybody by like venting about it. But I also came to realize that like things get very jumbled in her head and she can't process until she talks it because I'm that person too. Like I need to speak it out to figure out what's going on in my head. So it was like things like this. We just fell into a very easy rhythm of getting each other and how our brains work and like understanding how we could help each other best, you know, because when Loka's upset, I just make her talk to me. Like I force her to talk to me. I'm like, you need to break this down. Like, yeah, you're going too fast. You just need to, we need to slow down here. For me, Loka does a really good job of just like sitting there and letting me talk. Like I just need to say everything that's in my brain. I just need to get it out. And then she will tell me exactly what she thinks, whether it's I'm in the right, I'm in the wrong, whether it's like, I think I'm in the wrong, but I'm in the right, which is what it is a lot of the time, actually. (laughs) She'll just give it to me straight, which is exactly what I need in that moment, you know? Yeah. We both kind of sometimes fail to see how the things that have happened in our past have made us the way we are now. But we both, since since we grew up so different and different things happened to us, like as we grew up, me like me hearing your story I hear the details that are abnormal things that seem perfectly normal to her I'm like what and vice versa like I'll tell her something and she's like sorry you said what and so when we're, when we're going through something that is either a revisitation or a resurfacing of something that happened in our past when we tell each other those things we're kind of able to I'm, I'm able to analyze how Persia's feeling based on what's happened to her in the past that she might not even realize and vice versa. So yeah, I think one of the things that we've come to like figure out about ourselves is that we like seeing how we got to where we are and how it affects us because then we can see if the way we're reacting to a situation is logical or if it's rooted in a reaction. For example, I can have trust issues with friendships. So Loka can like hear me talk about a problem I'm having with a friend and tell me whether or not I have a valid reason for being concerned or maybe I'm just choosing to be afraid and like not trust because I have this this and this issue so like we're really good about being able to call each other out on that type of stuff keep each other very accountable and I don't know like I just like she's one of my people and I can just tell her ever anything and everything and she won't judge me I mean to give give an example in my life like I think a lot of times I kind of dismiss people's behavior that towards me and Persia's yeah she Persia's Persia's kind of like hey that's not okay the way that person's treating you is just not okay and And she'll be like yeah yeah but like like mm, but like mm -hmm. you yeah so I think I think one of the biggest things is that we call each other out on things, but not necessarily like in a, an aggressive way. It's, it's, we make each other, we, we make each other value ourselves. And I think one of the biggest things is that I force Persia to value like, herself. She, she forces me. She's like, you will. Whether you like it or not, you're going to like yourself. Okay. And I do now. Thank you. I think the biggest thing is also for me, 
even if I don't do what she wants me to do, or I don't do oh, what she's per- advising per- me to do. First, I'll be the first person to tell you that I never do what she tells me to do. She never listens to me. Never. And she always regrets it. But like, well, what can I do? Because this is another thing that's so big with us is the idea that like, she is her own person and I am my own person. And I will always be there for her, no matter and what. I'll, like, we're and- just going to deal with it. And we kind of recognize if Persia is coming to me with a problem that she's having in her life, I can recognize that I can give my own advice and I can give my two cents in the situation, but that does not mean she has to take it. And when she doesn't take it, I will support her no matter what, but it's my job to tell Mm -hmm. her what I think when she asks, but it's not my job to police what she does, if that makes sense, which is very rare to find. we both treat each other like we're grown adults who have the right to make decisions. So it's like, even though she does not listen to me for crap, at the end of the day, she knows what she needs and she knows what she wants and she knows what she'd rather be dealing with. And so she's going to make the decisions that she makes and I will still, I will still be one phone call away when she needs to rant about it. It's so hard to find that with people, people who like, love you enough that no matter what you decide to do like they're going to be there for you regardless of anything but but they're us. not afraid to tell you what they think about it oh no i'll tell her she's being stupid yeah and when something blows up my face persia's not afraid I'll, to be like, well, I'll I, mean, tell I told her. you like, i'll <laughs> tell her i'll tell her i told you so yeah. but then I'll, but then i'll comfort her it's like a nice little balance you know like yeah i'll rub it in your face but then i'll let you cry to me well because we both pride ourselves on being right as much as as introverted and as much as we are people pleasers, we also know that we do tend to be right. Okay, I didn't realize how like actually stubborn I am about the idea that I think I'm right until I met her because she is the one person in my life that consistently does not listen to me and it blows up. I and mean, I consistently just come to the conclusion that if she had just listened to me. So it's like, I've never realized how stubborn I am in this area until I met her. See, because I, she will consistently not listen to me and I'll just always be right. People, like friends will ask for my advice and I'll give it to them. And then it they don't look, take it, and then it blows up in their face, and I'm like, See, okay, you guys make it like make fun of me because I'm like, oh, I'm always right, but like I am. Like when we were talking but about this is like test, my version of that. When we were when we were talking about taking the test, I told you that sometimes I find it hard to sympathize with people because I'm thinking logically about like their decision, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's because mm-hmm. I know that I know the solution <laughs> if they would just listen. But like, but the thing is, is that you're, you can see that in everyone but yourself. Oh, yeah. You just know the difference is that you don't care what kind of pain you put yourself through. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the difference is that, that is, that's, that's literally, that is the difference is that she can fully acknowledge, she can say, Persis, I think that you're correct. I think that you're right. Like, I know that you're right, but I'm going to do this anyway, because in this current moment, I don't care. And be, I mean, like, I know I can take it. If but I can, because you? you? you're still it. dealing, you're still dealing with the after effects of it. So can you take it? I can take it, and I'm not still dealing with it. Anyways, <laughs> I mean a little bit, but, but yeah, like I mean, also yeah. like looking at like also on a lot less deeper of a level. Like we just have a lot in common. Oh, we, we can't. Both love... We can't talk about our friendship without talking about music. 
No, like we both believe very similarly, like in a faith aspect. We both love music. We both love reading. We both love writing. We both like obviously love, obviously love theater. You know, like we both like just enjoy the same topics of conversation we have a lot of artists and similar and like we both have deep conversations about breaking down music and movies and all this which you will hear sorry you probably yeah you're hear gonna it. hear a lot of it we geek yeah. out and we overanalyze lyrics and, and we stay up till midnight on facetime we stay up till midnight on facetime and we listen to releases of everything together and then we write lists ranking them and then we compare them with lists that we have six months later. Like, it's, it, really, it's that's the most how, like, <laughs> that's how obsessive we are. But it's like, we can't help I, don't it. Care, I don't care what people think because it, it brings me joy. And that's just yeah. what it is. And I'm not, like, I've never had somebody in my life that does it as much as I do. Well, I don't know if yeah. you do it as much as I do. You do it more, but I do. But, but I've, never had, I've never had somebody in my life that, that thinks about it. Oh, no, it. me either. And like, like, a, like a lot. Most of my friends are very musically involved, but none of my friends, except for Persia, are as. Yeah. None of my friends analyze the way Persia does. I think, yeah, and I think that that's a lot of the our. Like we value the same things creatively. Like if you give me a song, I'm gonna listen to the music. I'm gonna listen to the the beat. I'll listen. To the instrumentation all this stuff but like I will geek out over the lyrics like I will yep. geek out over the storytelling I will geek I will break it down like I will create this whole fictional world that these characters live in and like exactly to me that is so much like more the aspect of music that I connect with than the music not that I don't love the music or geek out over the music but th- I prefer one over the other and Loka very much thinks the same way also, I think that we both dive very deep into backstory of music. We're very in, we're very interested by like why songs were written, mm-hmm. not necessarily who they're about, but what the possible meaning of things could be. Like, I think we both were very, we're just we're very speculative about music, and we like we love to just dive into it. Like, and- I don't think like this is not just us telling you this. Like, we have hours long of conversation of you, just, will, you will hear eventually <laughs> of just breaking down like potential backstories and music and like what this means for us and who we who in our lives we found we literally we do this thing where we have our lizzie song of the week because one of our favorite um artists is lizzie mcalpine and so we'll literally talk about which of her songs we relate to the most this week and why like, like we'll be on the phone and i'll be like wait persia what's your lizzie song this week <laughs> like it's just like we just, just like I don't know. and i'll be like oh it's this and it's because this person hurt me this person whatever like and i could break down and she just gets it i made i made persia play <laughs> i made persia a playlist with all the songs that i think describe her or tell and the her people story. that they describe me about yeah she went through my she went through my problems and dissected them and correlated I, them with people. I have also, we have less them in it. So yeah, maybe sometime I'll share those playlists. But I have multiple analyzations of playlists I have on my Apple Music because I just love to do it. Like I, I'll tell a story with the playlist and then dive it and then analyze it. So and I will read it fifteen million times because that's just <laughs> how it is. So um, so yeah, I think. But I mean, I also think that it's more than music too. Like. 
we will have hours long conversation about like our values or our faith or like we'll have hours long conversations about certain situations that happen in our lives and like why like how we dealt with them and how it affected us and what we would do differently or like about who we are as people we literally talk to each other about why we think the way that we do and every conversation makes me understand her more you know so it's like I don't know the best way I can describe our friendship is that it's a very safe place and I think we get each other really well that's one of the reasons we wanted to start the podcast like because I think our conversations they very rarely do we have a conversation that doesn't have some sort of meaning to it, whether it's to get mm-hmm. to know something about each other or to know something more about something that's going on. Like, like I just think every single conversation we have, we learn something. And so I think that's the reason that we wanted to do the podcast is because we have so much to talk about and explain that we just want to share. And that's part of the reason that the name is want to talk about it because we just we we never want to stop talking about it <laughs> if you can't tell the most special thing we didn't even touch on this is like post high school like last summer was our best summer yet since we've gotten to college we've only gotten closer and I think that's because like which is rare with, which is really rare but it's like even with the space our ability to communicate and keep up with each other and like check in and respect each other's time and prioritize the time needed in this friendship like we're literally long distance recording a podcast and like but it's like I will stay up she will make time to talk about it I'll stay up to record we both just value each other a lot and are willing to put it in and so since we've gone to college we've become very different people because that's what happens in college is you grow but we've very much grown like together you know like we 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 our friendship is still one of one of the most important relationships in my life to this day and so yeah college has only made us stronger even though she's literally in Florida and I'm literally in North Carolina like we've kept up yeah we we um hope you enjoyed the episode and we hope you yeah continue to I hope that you get to know us a little you got to know us a little bit better I hope that you enjoyed the episode and I mean there's I don't we came to realize that more people listen to this than we thought would which is crazy but if you have topic ideas or questions that you want us to talk about you can always dm the instagram it's want to talk about it pod um we before we end we're just going to end with our song of the week Loco, what would you say that your song of the week is? My song of the week is probably Come Over by Noah. Is it Kahan? I don't, I've never known if it's Kahan or Kahan or. I think it's Kahan. It's so good. His album is so good. It's so, it's, if you haven't listened to the album, you need to. But yeah, my song of the week is definitely Come Over. It's so good. My song is actually a Christian song. But um, I don't know. I've I've been feeling a little lonely, and it's been feeling very like it's a very sweet song. It's called "Made for Jesus," and I feel like just a very very nice song. So that's why my song of the week. Yeah. Well, hope you guys enjoyed. Like Persia said, follow the Instagram. Um, still in the process of creating the Facebook group. I'm having some issues with it, but it will get up eventually. We have a Patreon. There's nothing on it yet, so it's kind of pointless. But if you wanted to join it, you can. That'd be really nice. 
um, yeah, f- take, follow our social medias, follow along, keep sharing the podcast with your friends. If you enjoy it, um, we would love to have new listeners and we're very appreciative because like, like Persia said, like more people listened than we expected. We expected it to have two listens, me and her, and it had more than two. So we really appreciate that's it. That's the accomplishment in itself. So we really yeah. appreciate it. And yeah, we, uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. We're, we're still, we're still really excited. We'll see if it fizzles out, but yeah, we're still really excited about it. So yeah, see you guys next week. Bye.